0: That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. If you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you're finished listening. I'm James Dempsey. My co-host is Jean McDonald.
1: Hi, Jean. Hi, James. How
0: are you doing today?
1: (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you? Doing all right.
0: And have you done your weekly review?
1: I have. And you?
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> it's I, I, I look forward to it.
1: That's good. Well, it does help to have a podcast called The Weekly Review to motivate one. It, it
0: does. Because <laughs> it'd be so embarrassing to answer, no, I didn't do it. Yeah.
1: I, that's never going to be the answer. That's my prediction.
0: <laughs> Same here. Um, so today we were going to talk a little bit about, um, that giant source of inbox materials, um, email. Mm.
1: Yuck. I, uh, I'm glad we're talking about this because thanks to doing this podcast, I'm in way better shape email wise than I have been in a decade.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah.
1: I mean, I used to be an inbox zero person for about five minutes there. I had that moment of, yes, I have cleared everything off. I have processed my email. I have attached it to next actions, et cetera, et cetera. But the email wave is just overwhelming and it doesn't get any lighter. Um, So at some point, you know, I probably got like 100 or 200 emails behind and then I just kind of threw my hands up and said, I guess, you know, I'm living out of my inbox now and everything is stored there because I just can't face Mm -hmm. clearing out that number of emails.
0: For me, I've never been an inbox zero person. Um, For many years, I would just let things sit in my inbox and then search for what I needed and kind of just screen things as, as they came in. And if something looked like just, marketing junk email. I just wouldn't open it. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, that worked pretty well for many years Mm -hmm. for me. Like It didn't seem problematic. But in the last year or so, I don't know if there's just more marketing emails or useless emails coming in. That might be part of it, that it's even harder to find what's important in there. Um, But I've started missing important emails Mm -hmm. like with much greater frequency than I used to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so that kind of got me thinking that I need to find another approach. Um, I really, I only have two email accounts, really one uh, for my business and one personal, but between the two, my inbox was at like 116,000 messages. Wow. And then of those like over forty four thousand were unread.
1: Oh man!
0: So that's that's a lot of email.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I totally get what you're talking about. Uh, this this way to deal with email without going um, into anything inbox zero oriented, but just to say, okay, I'm just going to answer the important ones when I see them, and it will be okay. But like you, I had the problem, I was missing important emails. And one of the things I learned, and I wish I could remember who made this analogy, but it really works. I don't even think they were using it as an analogy. They It must have been some kind of um, food slash diet um, book I was reading, but they talked about the importance of your refrigerator being cleared out of old food, because if you don't clear out the old stuff, when you put new stuff in it, the new stuff just gets old looking by association. You know, you you get less excited about something that's new. It doesn't feel as fresh if it's sitting in the same refrigerator as something that's say a week old that probably should be either eaten or tossed out. And so I I know that works with my refrigerator. I know that when I have too many things that I've either neglected to Cook, freeze, or toss, then nothing looks good in the refrigerator. <laughs> everything, everything looks kind of, you know, tired or un- un- unappetizing. And to extend that idea to the email box and how, since I've started to go back to inbox zero in the last month, what has happened is that I don't feel mentally like oppressed by the thousands of emails that I haven't answered, and thereby, go I close the mailbox altogether, because I'm like, well, I can't really deal with that. So the new emails look new. And they look like something Mm -hmm. that I can answer. And I can answer them, you know, promptly versus finding something, oh, a week later and saying, oh, yeah, I should respond to that. And starting every email with like, sorry for replying so late. I didn't see your email in my inbox or I let this slip through the cracks or spam filters ate your email, which was usually a white lie. And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm happy now because I can answer things and it's not that hard to answer them when I'm feeling like there's nothing else like um, in the big list of things that I ought to dig into and answer as well.
0: Gotcha. And for me, the other thing, as I was, kind of reading the GTD book and just this notion that when you do have a lot of things still in your inbox that you end up having to just scan even if you do a search in the search results you need to scan through all of the results to find the things that you're looking for so you end up in essence reading useless emails or at least their their subject lines and who they're from again and again and again mm-hmm. Which is just kind of a it also just adds to this clutter that you need to wade through to get to the stuff that is important to you, so um right that also like hit home for me because it was something that i'm I'm definitely experiencing um so that. Also, kind of set me on a on a path to try to get to Inbox Zero. Yeah, which is tough to do when you start at Inbox one (laughs) hundred and sixteen thousand.
1: Yes, but you've you, I I mean, I benefited from your um, distress because you searched out a tool for dealing with this and came up with something pretty interesting.
0: Um. Yeah, I was looking at a couple of ways to try to to get down to inbox zero. There had been times in the past where I'd managed to trim down maybe not to zero but a a good chunk of stuff Um, and you can do things like even in just say the Apple Mail client on the Mac you can you can set up rules and apply the rules to your entire mailbox but that takes a long time because it's doing it all. Kind of message by message, and it ties up your your Mac for a while because it's busy talking to the server. Um, but I found this tool called Mailstrom, uh, kind of a pun, M mm-hmm. A I L S T R O M, um, that essentially will connect. It's a web service. You log into, you give them your credentials for logging into your email address, and then. They will kind of suck down all the metadata of your messages and bucketize them by who sent them or by um whether there's something you can easily unsubscribe from um, by subject, um by date. And then it makes it very easy for you to go in and either move them like in bulk to another folder if you want to save them out of your inbox, or just delete them outright. And again. You do it in this web interface, and so their server is interacting with the mail server, and your Mac, it kind of does it in the background for you, so um, your Mac's not all tied up. And it's been very, very helpful, even though um, life has uh, thrown some curves in the last couple of weeks that interrupted my process. I started on it, and I'm already down from, um, what was it, hundred and. 16,000 emails, I'm down to under 48,000. Wow. So more than half is done with, you know, more to come.
1: Yeah. So I've been using a um, service called Sanebox, which um, similarly, you give it the credentials for your uh, email and then you, um, uh, it will, it creates a few different, mailboxes with actions for you and it learns and i don't know how to say this exactly but it learns what you probably don't want to see and it's it filters that email directly into a box called sane later and so the only things that go into your inbox are things that sane box thinks you want to see right away and it's usually pretty much on the money i mean sometimes um New emails from somebody, so somebody I haven't corresponded with before, might get into sane later, but they send you an email every day with the list of what's insane later. And you can kind mm-hmm. of skim that really easily. And most days there's nothing in it that I go, oh, I need to get on that. <laughs> or I gotcha. need to read that marketing email or whatever. Um, the other thing that it has that I really like is they call it the sane black hole. So for mm-hmm. things that you can not unsubscribe from because they just for whatever reason they're they they do not have an unsubscribe link or they don't um the unsubscribe link doesn't work or you know people who manually send you email that you never want. So thinking about people like recruiters <laughs> and uh salespeople <laughs> that hand send you email so it doesn't get flagged as marketing email, but it's still you know, if you've already said once, like I'm really not interested, or you you don't need to do that. You know, you don't owe people like that an answer. I understand right. that. Um, you you move them to sane black hole, and then you never see an email from them. They don't even show up on the sane later list, and that's been gotcha. really, um, that's very satisfying for one thing, because <laughs> <laughs> you get to take control of your email again, and somebody else doesn't get to put their agenda right in front of your, you know eyes and mm-hmm. expect you to do something with it. Um yep. so I have been enjoying Sane Box. It's helped a lot, but it still didn't help with um everything because I um for Sane Box you pay by the email box. And so I only had two business emails uh, that I was having it take care of and not my Gmail account where a lot of junk comes into. Um so when you were telling me about Maelstrom, I thought, well, maybe I'll give that a shot. Um, and because I was up to, I thought, a terrible number, like 17,000 unanswered emails. Um, but then I felt much better <laughs> when I heard how, how far behind you were. Sorry about that. But
0: Well, and, and again, admittedly, the, the unread emails are those where, like, they're clearly a marketing email yeah. that I just rather than deleting it, I just let it sit there unread. Yeah.
1: Well, right. Um, I understand that. You, you know. And
0: it makes for an impressive looking badge on your mail <laughs> icon in the dock. Both on your phone. I know I had taken a screenshot of my iPhone home screen for some other reason uh, and posted it to Twitter and I got I got a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of humorous snark about the unread number on my email um yeah well the other thing about because I also did look at SaneBox um before I started to kind of attack my giant inbox mm -hmm. um one limitation of SaneBox is they will only process the first 5, 000, the most recent 5,000 oh, right, messages right. in your inbox, and the rest they just put in an archive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas I really did want to go through and separate out all of the, the kind of the wheat from the chaff going all the way back. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably, I may not need to have done that, but I kind of want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's something where um, Maelstrom, they have, Different levels you can pay either yearly or monthly um and they will handle up they will process I think they go up to unlimited emails but uh the number that I had I think I had to get their second tier, which mm-hmm. was nine ninety five a month to handle over a hundred thousand um but now that I'm down under a hundred thousand, I can switch to their six ninety five a month plan. I don't know if I'm going to stay – like, I, I may just use Maelstrom to get to inbox zero mm-hmm. and then not use it. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided yet. Um, but it looks like like, definitely for getting from a giant number of email down to inbox zero, Yeah, um, Maelstrom has been incredibly handy.
1: Yes, I highly recommend it as well because that got me down from 17,000 to zero. Um, which was so freeing um, that uh, moment when um, when I got to zero, I was like, now what do I do? It was almost like getting <laughs> to the end of time or something. It's like, there's nothing to do. It doesn't take long until people start sending you more emails though. And so it's not like a permanent state. That's um, true. I, I think – um, I'm going to stick with Maelstrom like a couple more months just to see if I prefer – they have some tools that SaneBox doesn't have and vice versa. So it's hard to uh, – it's not hard to decide because I do like the way a Sandbox has already learned – what I don't want to see, and doesn't show it Mm -hmm. to me. Whereas Maelstrom will show me everything, you know, it doesn't do that kind of filing, it will, it has something equivalent to the, to the black hole, you know, where you block. And it also has, you know, what I really like about it, um, is how it will filter the messages, like you said, by sender, or by time, which was really useful for me at the end of the process of sorting out all my emails, I uh, sorting them by sender wasn't really helping me because I had like one email from like 500 people. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I I would have to either look at each one and um, decide whether to archive it or trash it or whatever. So I started sorting by time and how old they were. And if they were like more than, I don't know, two years old, I deleted them if they were within the last, you know, year, if there was if you, you can just keep cutting into the the stack of emails by different filters such that you can say, oh, there's also, you know, you can do it by subject or by mm-hmm. um, they even have an unsubscribe tab. So it will show you all the things that have unsubscribe um, links in them. And it will actually take you to the link and unsubscribe you. So that's pretty handy, too so i'm I'm basically enjoying the the tools in Maelstrom um which are more active to use versus samebox kind of sort of works in the background for me, and I don't have to do anything for the most part. so it's two different approaches, and I'm not sure I won't continue to subscribe to both you know because that's a little bit of overkill and expensive, but mm-hmm. I highly recommend maelstrom for for tackling that big number. Um, first and and getting yourself to a point where you don't have everything sitting in your inbox.
0: And I'd say, for me, the thing that, like, I've gotten rid of a lot um, already, more than half. um, But I'm also finding that case by case, it's, at least for me, it's kind of this thought process for each kind of category of email as to like, what should I be doing with this anyway? Mm -hmm. Like, do I do I even because sometimes I like getting an email from a company that I like Mm -hmm. and want some information about. But then is it important enough to keep it? Should I throw it away? Like, and so it's almost like in my own head, I'm coming up with need to come up with kind of the policy or the rules for like how to deal with different stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I've already handled the big cases and now like one thing I've noticed with email is that something that would like I'm signed up for like on eBay to be notified when certain keywords pop up and, uh, for stuff Mm -hmm. and, um, so I get notifications about that or an email notification. And if it had been like just a a notification that showed up, you know, on my iPhone, like a push notification, like I don't care if that goes away. But for some reason, if it shows up as an email, like I'm holding on to that thing like it's gold <laughs> for years. And it's like, why? why do it like, yes, on this day – like, there were three new items that matched your search criteria. Who care? Like, why am I not throwing these things away? So I'm finding that the process is also kind of making me rethink about how I deal with different kinds of emails.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Which is kind of good because I haven't given email a lot of thought for a long while.
1: Yeah. You know what you're making me think I'm going to do is put in my Weekly review list of things to check is to go to Maelstrom once a week. And, mm. um, I, cause I haven't been getting to inbox zero every day, but I haven't let it go mm-hmm. too much over, say, inbox 20 or 30. But if it gets to that point, it's actually easier to go into Maelstrom and say, oh, yeah, this, you know, solicitation marketing notice this that you know that I I can just get rid of those in a couple of clicks instead of seeing them in my inbox but you know nothing is perfect and everything is uh everything is a balance but I'm way happier than I was um a month ago before we started this process of doing the podcast and you know both of us talking about email (laughs) and how Mm -hmm. to how to do it better because I um i feel much lighter on my feet and on my fingertips when i go to email now and say oh there's a new email from somebody and i'm going to answer it right now and similar to opening up the refrigerator and seeing only you know food that i actually want to eat right here <laughs> i will eat it
0: and even though i'm more than halfway to my goal um yeah and that's that's a big pile of email to get through. I'm still, every time I look at my email, I'm like, I can't wait until I, like, because I think from this point on, it's going to be chipping away at kind of making those decisions and deciding what I want to do with this kind of email or that kind of email. Mm-hmm. It might take a little while, um, but I'm so looking forward to getting to, even inbox almost zero <laughs> would be awesome. Um, yeah,
1: Well, I will point out that, um, Mm -hmm. like I was saying about how when I was getting towards the end of getting to zero, I was starting to have that feeling, I think, similar to when you say you're packing up a house to move, and it's easy Mm -hmm. to pack the books, and you pack the kitchen equipment, and you pack the clothes. But everything that goes into neat categories is easy. But then you get to the end where it's like, do I keep this? this item or that item or these magazines or this, you know, should I throw Mm -hmm. this away and here's something I haven't used in 10 years. And you get that, I I guess it's kind of that 80-20 rule or something of of that nature where the 80% of the stuff is pretty obvious and then 20% is not. Um, What I did is I just let myself off the hook at some point and just started archiving stuff that wasn't Mm – didn't seem to be important, but I wasn't ready to throw away. And I thought, that's fine. It lives in the archive. That's not, you know, it's not like we are limited so much anymore in things like size of mailbox. Um, right. So, let that junk, that cruft, just live on. It's okay. You know, you're never going to get to z- to cruft zero <laughs> in your life. That's true. So, that's... Um,
0: Well, because one one person's cruft is another person's most valuable historic email ever. Yeah, that's
1: true. Well, do you have anything else to uh, add to our email discussion? No, I
0: think think we maybe categorize this as our, like, getting started with your email discussion, Mm -hmm. and maybe after... After a few more weeks or a few more months of us being at zero and kind of working with Inbox Zero, maybe we'll revisit the topic yeah. um, and kind of talk about it from a day-to-day as opposed to a just getting, jumping in and getting started perspective.
1: That makes sense. And also, we'll have to celebrate for, with you, you know, digitally toast you when you get to actual zero, and because uh, that will be... a that will be a big deal that will be huge yeah.
0: well it sounds like it's time to wrap up this week's episode so we can all get back to getting things done jean i hope you have a great and productive week
1: thanks James. and thanks to everyone for listening and we'll see you next week at the weekly review
2: you got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit of organizational fun there's a lot of things you get